following a group of 10 young people in a series of facilitated workshops on issues relating to the climate crisis and the challenges we all face. There is no planet B. This is a journey through the climate crisis on KCLR. If burning fossil fuels was so bad that it threatened our very existence, how could we just continue like before? A journey through the climate crisis is funded by commissioning the man with a television license fee. Hello and welcome back to A Journey Through the Climate Crisis. We're on episode nine, only two left. I'm, I'm raging, I'm devastated it's coming to an end, but we're not at the end just yet. Like I said, two more to go, so we're going to make two great ones. I'm Shannon Redmond, your host, shall we say, over the last couple of episodes, over the last series, and I will continue to do so for the final two I will travel on the last stage of the journey with you and the group of 10 participants from Osser Youth. Now, this week's episode, it's it's based on getting the word out. We need to get the word out there, but how are they going to do it? We will find out a little later in the programme. If you want to get in touch, you can do so on our Dinners Ready text or WhatsApp 083 306 9696. Now, we did not give the group homework last week. We didn't do it. We were good to them. We said we finished with the homework, but we put our own spin on it and we did give them research, shall we say. So let's hear how they got on with that. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode. In a little while we'll be chatting to Elle, KCLR's creative producer, and she'll be filling us in on what's needed and what we need to do in order to create some adverts. So if you remember back from last week at the end of our episode, I asked you to have a think about maybe some of your favourite ads that kind of you remember and stick out for you and why. Why are those the ones that are in your head? Um, So we're going to go around and ask everyone what you think. I remember that when I went to the cinema a few months ago, we during one of the or during the ads before the film began, there was one ad about climate change and climate action, and inside the ad, uh, the person giving a talk about how we need to take action about climate change was a dinosaur, and basically the message of the ad was, we need to act quickly and. Uh, or else we will end up like the dinosaur. That sounds like a, a great ad, Richard. And I suppose, do you think maybe the reason it's stuck in your head is because of the serious nature of climate and everything that's going on? I do, and also because they, not many ads, there is a very creative way to show the mes- the message and the consequence of if we don't take action. My favourite ad was probably from an electricity company and they showed how they were making the ad and how they were using renewable electricity to make the advert. I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate over here because from growing up I don't remember any adverts that are specifically talking about climate change but there are some brands that are just engraved in my memory because of the catchy jingles and they're like very memorable because of that. Um, I'm showing my age now because none of you will uh, remember any ads like this, but it was a long, long time ago for a brand of fruit juice. And basically it was a load of animals in the jungle 
And once they drank the fruit juice, kind of all this cool music came on in the background, real tropical summer vibe kind of going on. And they all started dancing around in the jungle to the music. And it had a really catchy song that's still in my head all these years later. So that's why I love that ad. So I'm also showing my age. Um, It was a mobile phone company um, back when mobile phones really had only just come out. Um, And it was just the whole, it was the the comedy aspect of it. Everyone was talking about it at the time and and quoting what um, this guy in the ad anyway, he'd he'd obviously asked... uh, a girl for his number or her number in a busy bar um, and when he came outside anyway to to ring her uh, it was it was very very funny what he said and as I said everyone at the time was was quoting this this tagline of the ad and it was really really effective that was really li- interesting listening to everybody's favorite ads and I suppose it just kind of proves the power of advertising and how effective they can be. And I think that's something we need to bear in mind when we'll be chatting to Elle later as to how we want to get our message across around climate change. Now, it's important that before going into the ad making process with Eleanor a little later in the show, that the group know what they want to focus on. What are the key points they want to get across in the advert that they are going to make for KCLR? Let's hear what they think. What are the key messages that you guys want to get across in the adverts that you're going to be creating? Well, Jacinta, I think we all really just want people to know that they can make a difference. And I want them to, well, I personally, anyway, definitely want them to know that um, we're not all doomed and that we can definitely get things done in terms of the climate and that everyone can make a difference. And Of course, we also want them to all know uh, what climate change is. That would be nice. As well as what what Matthew said about, like, the solution is a team effort. So I want to get more people involved, and even adults, teenagers, maybe even kids if they want to. But we're all going to have to make some sort of effort if we want to get through this. We want to give some of the solutions in the ad and give some direction where you can look for more uh, more solutions. We don't really want to make a theme boring. We want to have it more, like, up and exciting to actually you know help the world like thanks guys there's some really good ideas there and we're looking forward now to hearing from Elle on how we can put together these ads now that they have discovered what it is they want to focus on what message they want to get across it's time to bring in the experts to find out exactly how they will do it who better than our very own Eleanor creative producer here at KCLR Let's hear about how she works her magic. Who got the power? So hi guys, uh, my name is Eleanor. Uh, I actually work across the, the pathway there um, when I'm not at home working. Uh, but I make all the ads for Casey Lore. So everything from creating the concept, writing them, to recording them, to voicing them, to producing them, to getting them up to honour. So... Um, Advertising uh, is in its most basic form. It's communication. It's what you do every day. So you, you have a message you want to say. You want to say it to a certain person. And at the end of it, you want them to have a reaction. So you want them to either go buy something or think a different way or whatever you want them to do. It's a, a simple message sent to a person that you have in mind and you want them to have a reaction. So 
with your group and and your journey, um, I believe that you have to create an ad at the end of this. So what is your end goal that you, you need to do? The end goal is to essentially educate people about climate change and about what they can do. Okay, so if your campaign is about education, there are a few ways you can you can tackle it. You can go in all gung-ho and kind of say, look, climate change is bad, this is happening, it's serious. But people don't quite necessarily take that well to being talked down to or to being given out. Like if someone is giving out to you, you tend to switch off, you don't listen, you don't act favourably in the reaction to it. So the, the best thing you can do is just make people aware, but do it in a way that's going to make them think, that's going to make them change their reaction. So simple things that they can do. We did a campaign on KCLR um, along with Kidco and it was just environmental tips on things, everyday things you can do to help make a change or an impact on um, climate change. So it was things like rather than telling people switch off your phones or switch off your chargers, switch off your televisions, everything like that. It was just things that they could do to make little changes in their everyday life. So take, if you're going to take a share, take maybe a five minute share instead of a 10 minute share. Um, switch off the tap when you're brushing your teeth. Things like little things that they could do if they can walk to the shop instead of driving to the shop. Um, because a lot of people, I think, um, and I'm just, it's just my opinion, but I think a lot of people think that climate change is not something that they can personally have a reaction on. They think it's a bigger problem for the bigger companies to look after and there's nothing that they can do. If, if it feels like a monumental problem, they might just tend to shy away from it. So your job will be to communicate how they can, what the problem is and how little things that they can do um, to, to make the world better to have an impact. So how you do that, there are many different ways you can do that. So there's, there's, you can have a straight ad or a creative ad. So a straight ad is very fact-based. So I don't know, I'm sure you've come along many facts in this journey. So it's, it's literally just educating people of those facts. Um, but a, maybe a better way to get a response is a creative way. So the great thing about radio is you, you're not limited. So with TV ads, it costs a lot of money. You have to get sets, you have to get actors, you have to do everything. You're limited by where you are. With radio, you can be 10,000 years from now. You can set your scene 10,000 years from now in the aftermath of what we're doing to the to the world. So you can think that far ahead. Um, you can be underwater. You can be on Mars. You can be, you can be anywhere. The, the world with radio is, it's very great at lending itself to any situation. So the more creative you are, the the better chance you might have of standing out from the rest of the ads. So it's very much like speech writing. In English class, I learned that uh, essentially you can make speeches, for example, that are playing on people's emotions, or you can make ones that use, you know, facts and are just very logical. So I suppose there's a lot of overlap there then. Yeah, so there's actually a study that goes into, so um, you've probably heard of the hierarchy of needs in school or whatever. So everybody has a need. Um, but there is another, like everybody needs food, everybody needs somewhere, a place over their head uh, to lay their, to go to sleep or whatever. Um, but there are higher level needs, which are kind of related to your social status. So like, 
you're not driving yet, I'm assuming, but say say you were needing a car. Some people might veer towards one brand because it's known for safety. Another people, another person might veer towards one that's a bit flashier because they feel like um, it just fits in better with their profile of who they're supposed to be. So essentially, some people want to show off and some don't, I get you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. So some people, while... The, the climate crisis is an issue that everybody's involved in, whether that's a, a real thing that they're involved in or something that they want to be seen to be involved in. Everybody is involved in it. So your end goal is to tap in to what they want from the experience. Do they want to be seen to be making a difference? Do they want to make a difference? How are they going to make that difference? Um, like if they're big into travelling, they're probably not going to stop travelling. But there are other ways and more environmentally ways that they can still do this traveling environmentally friendly way. Um, if a if a product or service is more likely to help you achieve your personal goals, so the person that you're talking to, it's more likely to be more desirable to them. Um, so, like I say, the car, if they if they want a watch, everybody's basic need for a watch is to tell the time. How their goals may difference is if they want to look swash they, or they might want an Apple Watch. If they have uh, difficulty seeing, they might want one with a bigger screen. So it depends on everyone's goals. So you need to tap into those goals to essentially get a reaction from the information that you give them. Um, going back to your emotional and factional point there earlier, um, it's been shown that if you have... If the person you're talking to has an emotional reaction to your message, they're actually shown to be more involved in listening and have more attention. They pay more attention if they have an emotional reaction to your message. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the, the, the way you need to look at it is you need to decide um, what you want to say, who you want to say to and how you're going to say it. Um, but keeping all of that in mind, your end goal is kind of where you need to start. So your end goal is, what reaction do you want these people to have? What do you want them to do? And then once you've decided that, then you go about what you want to say, how do you want to say it? And that's what reaction do you want them to have? So that's essentially it. You know the way you were saying you kind of either go factual or creative. Can you combine the two? You can, definitely. Um, what And I actually do this a lot because... There are a lot of advertisers that have a lot of information that they have to get across and they have to get it across. You can't just have all creative. So I tend to approach that by using a hook. So to in every story, it's the same with an ad. You need a beginning, a middle and an end. You grab attention at the beginning. So you can use your creative element at the beginning. So you could say set in the year 3000, X, Y and Z look back on their ancestors. And then... You can kind of, to break it up, you can start maybe with another voice and then the next voice comes in with facts. But it's very important in doing those facts that you don't bombard people with information because the more information you try to throw at someone, the less they're going to retain. Keep the message simple. If you're in a lesson and, like say, a history lesson and they're just bombarding you with dates and facts and figures and everything, chances are you're not going to remember much of it at all. Keep most important facts across keep it simple get those messages across um, and then 
at the end, whatever you want them to do is whatever. If you want them to make the change today, if you want them to go to a website to find out more information, if you want them to contact someone for more information, whatever you want them to do at the end. So I would do a creative little hook at the beginning, then into maybe facts if you want um, and keep the facts simple um, and then whatever you want them to do at the end. The thing with radio, you might think that you have a lot of words to say. It's actually quite short. So a normal radio ad is only about 30 seconds. Actually with us, the most common one would be about 20 seconds and there's very little you can put into 20 seconds. But 30 seconds is about 80 words, 85 words. So it's not very much. So if you have a set set list of facts that you need to include, you need to include the most important ones and that's it. For this purpose, you could do an ad, you could do an infomercial. So the tips that we did, they were more an infomercial. So it was a sponsored element with Kiko and it was a 60 second thing. So you had a little bit more time to play with. The infomercials are more conversational. So they're just, they pop up and they're just made to be thought provoking and make you think about things a different way. They could definitely work for this. Or you could do a 30 second ad where it's something creative. It's very more direct to the point and you want them to have a definite response to what you're saying. What goes into creating an ad? Well, the biggest point is is what the advertiser wants to say. So again, it's it comes down to what you want to say, who do you want to say to and what do you want the response to be? So they might come to me with um, a few points of what they want to say and it's up to me to decide in what order or how to present that to a listener that will make them have a reaction, will make them more inclined to go in and see what's on offer or buy what's on offer or whatever. And in some cases, it's to do it creatively, is to just try and find, just flip it on its head, just find another way to do it. After that, we'll write the script. Like I say, there's not very much much you can say in 20 or 30 seconds. 20 seconds is about 55 words. 30 seconds is about 80 to 85 words. So you're limited in what you can say. Once I write it, it goes back to the client and um, they'll either say yes or no or make any changes and then it comes back to me and then it's up to to get a suitable voice or, yeah, suitable voice and then you'll just get that recorded, add in the music and Bob's your uncle, goes to air. (laughs) In terms of selecting a target audience, um, I know you mentioned it before, um, for us, we would try and make our ads as applicable to everyone as possible. However, I know that to get something truly general may, I suppose, blunt the impact of the ad. So would you recommend that we do try and make some sort of general all-purpose ad or should we make a few that are select, selectively targeted towards different age groups or other kinds of groups in society? And if so, how would we go about doing that? That's a brilliant question. Um, and that's that's the thing that most advertisers come up against is because they want to they want to speak to as many people as possible. But the problem is, if it's not relevant to someone, it's a waste of time. They're not going to listen to it. A, a, an ad for a car is not going to have any impact on you because it's not relevant because you're not driving. So you, you need to make it relevant to whoever you're talking to. And whether that's a mass education or someone specific, it's entirely up to you. Um, generally, with awareness campaigns, you would aim at kind of a general bracket of as many people as you can. Um, and then maybe in a secondary campaign, focus in on different sectors. So focusing on people your age, focusing on commuters, focusing on people who work from home, focusing on offices, focus on businesses. There are many different ways you can do 
what I would do generally to start to announce your campaign and to just introduce yourself and your your message to people is just generally talk to as many people as you can. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any top tips for an ad? Um, keep it simple is always the message. Keep it simple. Um, your radio is great because unlike streaming services um, or TV, you can't skip forward. Radio, you've got to listen. Uh, so a lot of people have it on in the background and work in the car, in the kitchen, whatever they're doing. It's it's a passive medium, but people are listening nonetheless. So keep your message simple is the most important one. And then if you can, by using creativity in a way or that hook that I mentioned at the beginning, you might be able to break away. There could be eight ads in an ad break. So if you have something at the start that maybe grabs their attention and they're like, oh, um, and if it resonates with them, try and make it resonate with them. So if it, if it has no meaning back in their life, it's not going to be, you're just talking for the sake of talking. So when you're talking about making an ad, you have to look for voice actors, right, to get voices. So would like younger voices be more influential in terms of topics like climate change? Great question. I think yes, because I think it's 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 your generation, not to sound old, but it's your generation that is driving this whole campaign. Like think of Greta Thunberg, like for example, like she's massive, she's huge. I was only listening to a podcast on the way in about how she had such a reaction. She's just a schoolgirl, but her voice is the voice of the future, and your voice is the voice of the future. So I definitely think using a younger voice, a younger voice is um, is definitely the way to go. Um, can you remind me actually what uh, what is your end goal? What is the remember going back to what we were saying? The end goal is the most important thing. So what is the reaction you want from this is a radio campaign? So from the KCR listeners. Well, the end goal is essentially to educate people about what they can do and as well about the climate crisis in general. But what we want them to feel, I suppose, is that they can do something and that essentially uh, we're not all fated to die a gloomy death thanks to the change in climate, you know. Okay, so that's great. So you've essentially highlighted what you want to say. So you want them to kind of adapt something into their lives, is it, going forward? Essentially, yes. Or to just do whatever they can, even if they already are doing something, just to keep their options open, I suppose, in terms of what actions they can take. Okay. So it sounds to me like it's you want people to realise that even little things can make a difference. And even if they're doing little things, they can do more things. So so you've identified who you're talking to, kind of. You're just talking broadly to people. So it's the everyday person you're talking to um, and you want them to take away from the information that they can They can also have an impact. They, they're as important in this as the global companies and what they can do. So I suppose what you want to say then is what they can do. So what can they do? So a number of things. Some of them we've discussed already. Um, for example, as you already said, you could turn off the tap when you're not using any water. Mm-hmm. Or you could turn off the lights in the house. If you're able to, you could start composting. You could try and, well, if it's possible, you can try and um, ditch the car every now and again. You know, just things like that, what everyone says, really. But, you know... I know these things are mentioned a lot, but they are things you can do if you're not already doing them. Yeah. Um, you could try using a reusable water bottle instead of plastic ones all the time. 
So you can tap into those different things. So if you can tap into one point or you can say a few points. But like I said, keep it simple. So if you're talking about turning the lights off, make it about being in the dark. And being in the dark can also be talked about in terms of not knowing what to do. So you can kind of in- incorporate that in a kind of a little bit of way. Um, so don't be left in the dark. Um I don't know how you do it. You need to develop it. But like there are little links that you can do to try and flip what you're trying to say into another different way. Now it's time to put what they learned to the test. The group were set a challenge to create an ad or a script for the ad in just under six minutes. I'm quite harsh when it comes to the time, but I like putting them under pressure. Diamonds are made under pressure. So let's hear how they got on with creating an ad script in under six minutes. So what have you come up with? Anything good? You taking me out of a job? We might take you out of a job yet. (laughs) Off you go. (laughs) We lack the time for many things. Farewells. Excuses about why we didn't unload the dishwasher. And the time to learn about the nature of climate change. However, we can say that we need to act quickly. And we can say that doomsday is avoidable. We are all able to make a difference. Look up the causes and effects of climate change at un.org and 10 ways you can help fight the climate crisis at unep.org for more information. Excellent. It's brilliant because you've got an emotional response at the beginning. So that thing about the farewell, we don't have time for a farewell. That like got me. (laughs) That's really great. It's really, really good. You've got your hook and you've got you haven't bombarded them with information. You've just said, look, you can make a difference and go to this website to find everything that you need to know. It was great. Brilliant. I am out of a job. (laughs) Oh, brilliant feedback for group number one. How will the second group do? Let's hear their script. Climate change is not just one person's problem. Everyone can be part of, a, of the solution. You can do your own research, teach others, and spread the word. Change minds to change the climate. We need collaboration. It's like, uh, brilliant, yeah. We just slapped ideas on the page. <laughs> it's like, no, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's definitely, it's brilliant. I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> but I'm not worried about what I have to produce because you've actually given solid stuff there. It's brilliant. It's, it's it's not just one person's problem, it is everyone's problem. And that's the, the reality that we all have to face. And that's, it, while it's a harsh message, it's not one that you're talking down. It's just a reality. You're stating a fact. And people who are driving or in the kitchen, they'll be like, yeah, it, it is everyone's problem and I can make a difference. Definitely. It's brilliant. They were all great. I was expecting essays. <laughs> you all kept it so short and simple. It was brilliant. Um, because that that's, the, like I said, like I said earlier, that's the problem is trying to fit so much information. And there is so much information. But your job is to get people to find out their own information and to direct them on where they can get that information and where they can find out how they can make a difference. So it's brilliant. Well, I tell you, getting feedback like that from someone of Elle's expertise should be up there on the group's high achievement list. Fair play to them. They really did knock that one out of the park. So they have the script ready. They have the creation of the ad good to go. But how will they voice it? Well, there's there's some tricks that come with voicing ads. And to tell us all about it, it is KCLR presenter Martin Bridgman. (laughs) 
Martin Bridgman is my name. I've presented, produced and uh, delivered a lot of programmes. And one of the things that I do here is uh, voiceovers, which we all do to an extent at different times. Um, voices are very important. I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say in radio, but it is absolutely essential that people hear clear messages, whatever the message is. So your station ID, we have um, our Elner um who produces all the voiceovers who you've, you've, you've met with, but she's also our, our voice, that when you go to an ad break or when you go, to, you will hear her voice so that you know this is KCLR because she'll say this is KCLR or news or whatever. That's extremely important. It's extremely important for a radio station to establish, um, it's kind of like a look, for the want of a better word, but an audio look. In terms of uh, voiceovers, well then, it's all down to what's it about? You have to ask a really, really basic question. Are you selling something, persuading people, giving them information? Are you um, carrying bits of information on one blob? Is it part of a longer form thing? Is it a campaign? So the sort of things that we do and some of the things that I do would be uh, road safety announcement is a classic example. We did We do road safety announcements at um, Bank Holiday Weekends. And because of government changes, and it's a good thing, they have to be bilingual. So we have to have the Irish version and the English version. So they need to be clear. They need to be instructive. They need to be advisory. They need to conform with what the message is, whatever the message is, slow down, uh, drinking and driving, all that sort of stuff. So there's a message. There's a campaign. And that becomes a series of voiceovers. So that's one type, that's advisory. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a sense that this is where you guys are headed. But for a voiceover to work, um, people need to listen. I know that sounds like really obvious, but if it's mumbled or you're too near the microphone or you're too far away from the microphone, that all annoys people and you don't know why it annoys you, but it is no longer something you want to listen to and it's instinctive. There are certain voices that people don't respond to. If you're really high-pitched and hysterical, that might work when you're 13, 14. But I think the majority of people who listen to radio will go, I don't want to hear what that person has to say. I'm ju- I don't like that sound. The alternative is not much better if you have somebody who's monotone and it's... Uh, but there are times and places where it works. So you're saying that you're either Eeyore or Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks, pretty much. There, there are so many ways to do it. Um, and you can mess with with sound. You know, you can you can mess with sound on on radio. You can adjust a voice, and you can catch people's attention by all the you know that sort of stuff. That catches people's attention. Some of it is gimmicky. If you don't use it all the time, it really works because you're listening to something. You're driving along. You're going to school. You're in the back of the car. You're driving the kids to school. Whatever you're doing, all of a sudden you go, "Whoa, what was that?" And then you listen. So it does have its place. But my point is, you wouldn't push. Avon and the Chipmunks on a road safety announcement. I seem to recall that historically now, um, on the radio, advertisements tend to be very dull and monotone, as you said. And of course, now they're much more varied. Now, I was wondering, if we were to have multiple advertisements aimed towards different groups, like say age groups or groups in society, how would we change our delivery to better fit with those groups, would you say? Should we be clear and concise in every instance or should we try and change it up a little each time? The way you would do that in a single radio station is I think you would have different voices. Essentially saying the same thing, but a younger person's voice, an older person's voice, 
um, get the age ranges to do the work for you in that case. With our station and a lot of the local radio stations, we're a general, we call, we're called a full service station. So we do news, sport, music, current affairs, environment, all those things, right? So that's, you're, you're going to be pitching to a number of different people. Whereas if you're going to uh, national youth stations, youth voices, you know, an older person or somebody that sounds like their parents or teachers is not going to have the same effect as somebody of their own age. So that's where your that's where your prep comes in. That's where your research comes in. That's where you're sitting down and saying, right, over here is our message. What do we want to say? The how is in the middle. And on the left-hand side, you're going, well, who do we want to tell it to? What are you saying and to whom? And then you'll be able to work between those two sides and say, okay, so we need a young person's voice. What sort of a young person? Is it male? Is it female? Is it not actually all that much of an issue? If you can afford it, have a male and a female voice and mix the two of them up saying the same thing. But if people find it more attractive, and it's a human psychological thing, they may respond to a female voice, be female teenager or a male teenager or somebody who doesn't have any obvious kind of gender characteristic. But that's back to your question. What are you saying and how are you saying it? Who are you trying to say it to? Now, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, years ago, there was, there was uh, all radio came in this part of the world anyway from the BBC. And the BBC had received pronunciation, which is very crisp and very precise. And if you listen to some of the stuff, even from the 60s, it still sounds like a wartime broadcast from the 1940s. That took a while for that to change. Independent radio started in the 60s and they wanted to do the exact opposite because they were aiming at teenagers who weren't hearing the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, the Kinks. So what that brought in was a completely different way of broadcasting, number one, a completely different way of handling things, number two, and that kind of spawned this high-energy radio. That merges over time, but there are some times where you need to step away and say, look, this is a public service announcement and it doesn't matter what radio station it's on, what are you trying to say? Can you just calm it down? Will you be able to say, we want to put it on your high energy station, which is pumping along with brilliant beats for 15, 20 minutes and then drop off to have like a 20 second public service message? They're the sort of considerations. But your message needs to be consistent and then how you deliver it is your, your decision points. Um, you've got to look at what's worked, what you don't think works, and then maybe uh, one way that, that, that often gets done is you establish a focus group. I know it sounds like these awful cliches, but they kind of go, well, okay, who are we trying to get to here? Well, go out and get a focus group of people your own age, for example, or older people if you're trying to appeal to older people, if you want younger people to give a message to the older generation. Well, fine. One of the things that you'll do if you do your research and you chat to older people, as you'll find out, well, I don't like being shouted at. Thanks very much. I don't find that, that doesn't persuade me at all. If somebody gives me a reasoned argument, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I don't know if I'd respond to that. But equally, you've got to keep saying to yourself, what is our message? Who are we trying to persuade? Are we trying to persuade the older generation to get in behind us because we're the ones who've got the next 50 years ahead of us? Some of us don't perhaps have that luxury, but we can do things now. So is that your message, for example? All of which rolls around to who do you pick? So they mightn't pick somebody like me, except they want somebody who's kind of, who's got a kind of a calm, late night kind of voice. In which case you have two adverts and one goes out during the day and one goes out at night. 
you know, they're all those considerations. But I'll go back to one thing and one thing only. It's up to you to know what your message is, first of all. Because if you don't know what that is, if you can't say it in 30 seconds, you really have to think about, well, do you break the message up into two bits or do we come at it three different ways and then have three separate ads and have one message in each one or one, one ad longer with two strict messages or, look, it's going to be a campaign of ads. We're talking about, you know, as an example, simple stuff. What can you do? Uh, driving, recycling, um, clothing, all that sort of stuff. So you may do multiple ads and hitting different messages to different groups of people. Now it's time for Martin to give the group some feedback on how they can voice their ad for the campaign. What kind of tone should they use? Who should voice it? Well, it's all down to the group. But Martin is there to give some guiding help. Let's hear what he thinks of the ads. So this is what I'm looking at. One, two, three, four, maybe five sentences. And when I say sentences, I mean five pieces of audio, even though they're not actually five separate sentences they're kind of bullet points so immediately I be coming at this saying right okay climate change is not just one person's problem everyone can be part of the solution research and spread the word let's change minds to change the climate together that's one way of doing it okay so the way I'd approach it is I'd have that and then the one that has a bit more information in it uh, your call to action, join now, join our mailing list, be at um, Kilkenny Castle at 2.30 on Saturday afternoon, you know, and the two together. But the one, I, I would use that one as your anchor to go, oh, there's the guy again talking about the climate. Oh, OK. So you've dropped it in their head. So then you can follow it up and then you'd probably get me to do it. And this one is going to be a lot longer. So you'd need to mix it up. And again, that's a creative decision with the radio station or the outlet that you're using. How do you do it? Well, we have the short and snappy one, but we have the one where we go into a bit more detail. Then we have the short and snappy one, and then we hit them with where, when, how, all that sort of stuff. So this one, and again, my, my writing is atrocious, so if I say I can't read the writing, that's that's what you're up against. If you're typing it, that, that issue disappears. But it's obviously different, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So I'd approach it by saying... We lack the time for many things. Time for farewells. Time to come up with a good excuse for why we didn't unload the dishwasher. And uh, time to talk about climate change. However, we can say that we have to act quickly. And we can say that doomsday is avoidable. We are all able to make a difference. Look up the causes and benefits, uh, causes and effects of climate change at un.org and 10 ways that you can change and help fight for the climate crisis at unee.org for more information. Okay, that's my first read of it. So typically Eleanor would have got that script and said, okay, I'm going to block that. So the first bit, it's lovely. It's really good because you're, you're saying, look, we all say we don't have time for this. Yeah, we don't have time for other things. We don't have... Why do we have to have time for farewells? Why do we have time for regretting things that are not happening because we haven't done this? So you're, you're shaping it and it's going in a lovely direction. It really is. And then you're hitting it with the detail, you know. And then it, then you're into style, like if it's a 1-800 number, some people say 1-800, so the other people will say 1800. 
somebody will put in the www. which is a pain to say actually when you're speaking if you just say ee.org or something.org great that's fine every browser in the world will allow you to type in kclr96fm.com boom and it will put the http slash slash whatever they put the first bit in so forget about that um, it's back to you know what are we talking about what do you need to do where can you find out more information so you have you have the shape of it. I'm not suggesting that you don't. It's just a different advert. And we need to make it shorter regardless, I, yes? I would suggest that. Now, I was stumbling over it because it's my first read. Um, but that would be the sort of thing you do with your, your ad person, that you'd send it to them and say, here's what we're thinking. And she can come back very quickly because she's experienced it and go, yeah, but I'd knocked a couple of sentences off it. Because she's thinking, how will I do that? There's music going to come in. You talk about your first part, which I think is very, it's arresting. You kind of go, yeah, we don't have time for things like that. Yeah, we don't. And then you go, but we do have time if you do this. And here's where you can get information. They're the three pillars of the, the message. Somebody who's putting an advert together is going to go, yeah, that'll fit in 30 seconds. Or, yeah, it probably will, but we'll work on the delivery with whoever's doing the voiceover. And the first thing she'll say is, nice and lively, upbeat, this is a sports thing. We're trying to get people to do something. We're trying to persuade people to buy a product or we want people to think. All of those different energies, different paces, different ways of saying things. What you've got with those two, I think works very, very well because you've got the thoughtful one where you're kind of dropping a thought in people's head to think about something, giving them an option and then giving them information. And then you follow up with that one there, Climate change, you know, point, point, point. And then use the same line at the end. Visit somethingsomething.org for more information. And 10 ways. And that's that again is direction. Because you say, look, it's not all doom and doom. There are 10 ways, immediately, 10 ways that anybody can do. And that energy is what you put into your tagline. Because you want to go, we're giving you the serious stuff. We're telling you what's important. And more importantly, you can actually do something. You can, you know, you're persuading them to do it because look, it's easy. You just have to go onto this website. So it's the same kind of thing, but done two different ways. Yeah. In terms of the wording of the uh, the longer question, mm. uh, there's there's one line in there I know where we say doomsday is avoidable. Um, I think originally the idea with that would be to sort of link it to a kind of a dark humour in a way. But I wonder, would that work? And You've, if not, should we change that line slightly to, av- to avoid misinformation? There's a ways you could do it. Um, as I was saying, that the sense I got from listening to it was that, yes, we know it's important. We do know it's important. We do know it's a doomsday thing. But it's not all bad. So that's maybe the way you, you, you'd say it. Yes, it is doomsday if we don't do anything. But you can do something. There are things you can do. So you're getting the obvious dark, obvious message, fact of climate change and the possibility, not just the possibility, the actuality that you can do something. We lack the time for many things. Time for farewells. Time to come up with a good excuse for why we didn't unload the dishwasher. And time to talk about climate change. However, we can say that we need to act quickly And we can say that doomsday is avoidable. We are all able to make a difference. Look up the causes and effects of climate change at un.org and 10 ways you can help fight the climate crisis at unep.org for more information. I think it'll vote very well. It sounded very persuasive and I love the fact that it's a younger person talking about it. And I think your tone was conversational. 
It was like you're talking to somebody on the phone, talking to somebody who's kind of, oh, I can't, we can't do this. You go, well, yeah, actually, yes, we can. And you did it in a non-confrontational way. It was very, I found it very persuasive. And you may have noticed I was listening with my eyes closed. So I'm not concentrating on that. I'm going, what's, what's it going to be like when it's on the radio? So very, very, very well done. Climate change is not just one person's problem. Everyone can be part of the solution. Research and spread the word. Let's change minds to change the climate together. For more information, please visit un.org. Listening back and again, have my eyes closed. That's fine. It's a different voice, which is great in terms of what we were talking about earlier. Different campaign. It's not just one person telling me what the story is. It's, it's multiple voices. Again, your age, how you sound on radio, it's persuasive. It's great. It's a different voice. It sounds not, It doesn't sound like a voiceover. It doesn't sound like somebody who does this for a living. It's really, uh, it's real, for the want of a, a, a better word. Um, there was a slight fluff, I think, on the second line. If I was listening to it on headphones, i go, mm, no, could you do that line again for me? So again, that'd be something in a, a voiceover studio. They go, that was great. Can you just go back in line two for me again? Just a little bit of a fluff on the first word or whatever. But that's the level at which you have to be because the next thing that happens is music has to go in. So you have to be heard above the music. And secondly, you have to be heard. And if there's a fluff, it will actually affect people's impression. So that's the only thing. One suggestion maybe is you have a different voice with the, the, the tagline. For more information, you know, another person saying, for more information, visit eu.org or un.org. Something like that. And then you've got consistency, you know. It's like terms and conditions apply. Um, look, in terms of, of, like, there's a number of things that, that people listening have to be aware of. Number one, you are not voiceover artists. Number two, this is your first appearances on radio in that sort of format, I suppose. And third, not everybody does voiceovers. Even though you work in radio, you don't always do voiceovers. So it's a very different set of skills. But it's going back to, you know, everything that we said at the start. What are you trying to say? How are you trying to say it? To whom do you want to say it? And then there's the who, what, where, like the detail, detail, detail. If people want to do something, visit this website or join us on such and such a thing or join us next week for the programme. If you've done a programme for, pro- uh, for this programme. So, I mean, certainly th- what I loved about it was there were two different approaches. Both of them very positive. One of them kind of, you know, kind of touched the conscience a little bit, which I thought worked really, really well. You're going, look, you know, I need to think about this. The other was more factual, but it was very positive. It was delivered in a very positive frame of mind. Not that the other one wasn't, but it was a different thing. You're coming at the message a couple of different ways. There's a number of ways you can say the same thing. So I think it, on, on those levels, I think it worked extremely well. Well done. I think it's fair to say the group absolutely knocked this one out of the park. They really, really did. They've got their script, they've got their voice in and the work is done. The ads have been sent off to Elle to be manufactured. She's going to work her magic on them and we will hear the final product in next week's episode. Now we're not going to give homework because we said we we were done with the homework, okay? We can't go back on that word. We're not going to give some homework to the group. But the group are not letting you off as easily. They had this suggestion. So Ruth and Shanta, um, around this time you would usually give us homework. I have a better idea. What if we give the listeners homework instead? I agree actually, Chessie. How about we get the listeners to take one of the actions that we've covered throughout our show and apply it to their daily lives. I don't think that's too hard. There you have it. You have homework to get to for next week. So while you have a think about what you might do, Trish is back with this week's Climate Curiosity. 
Climate Curiosities, exploring the wonders of our changing world. Planting trees is like giving Earth a big hug. Trees absorb carbon dioxide, a harmful gas that causes climate change, and release oxygen which we need to breathe. They also provide homes for animals, prevent soil erosion, and keep the air clean. Plus, trees make our world beautiful and shade us on hot days. So, when you plant a tree, you're not only helping the environment, but also creating a healthier, happier planet for all of us to enjoy. Climate Curiosities, exploring the wonders of our changing world. And with that, we will bring this week's episode to a close. We are on to the final stretch. The ads are in production, being created, and the final touch is being put onto them all to be revealed in next week's episode. Speaking of, they're going to be reflecting next week on all the things they have learned, some favourite parts, and maybe what they would change if they were to do it again. It's a bittersweet moment, but I will chat to you all next week for the final time on a journey through the climate crisis. Chat then. You've been listening to a journey through the climate crisis on KCLR. To hear this episode again and more, download the KCLR app. A journey through the climate crisis is funded by Commissioner Man with a television license fee.